0: Nelson picked off by David Pasternak, a dangle, here he comes, he'll delay to the slot, a shot, he scores! Patrick David Pasternak! Here's McKinnon, towards the net, kept away from Rantanen, now McKinnon with room, moves in and shoots, he scores! Nathan McKinnon, 4-0 avalanche!
1: The decision to go with Robin was uh, Flower had just played seven games in 14 days and, uh, and an emotional game seven. You know, it was a perfect opportunity in our minds to, to use uh, our other starter. And uh, that's been a strength of ours all year. And to make sure Robin got in the game and stayed sharp because we you know we're going to need him. So, you know, I wouldn't change the it. decision. The game tonight wasn't about Robin Leonard. We didn't play well enough in front of them.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome into another episode of Our Line Starts, fueled by Duncan, and I'm joined today by two former teammates, Dominic Moore and Colby Armstrong. What's up, guys?
3: Circa
1: 2006, KT, the
2: Pittsburgh Holy.
1: Penguins. Yeah, I need you know what? You could say that to probably almost everybody that comes on this podcast that they played with Dom, too. He's, <laughs> he, Dom has played with a lot of guys. It's a perk of uh, getting to play with a lot of teams. You get to know a lot of good guys. <laughs>
2: and colby welcome your debut on our line starts we're very excited to have you yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta give me a good dom story do you have any good dom stories you know we gotta break you in here i can't okay, really remember
3: how about training camp 2006 pittsburgh do you remember the 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 Windgate bike
1: How's your memory? Are you, or is it fading already? Because it's fading on me, but I know I wasn't very good at it. I don't know. I, I know so I the, had also some freak out sessions about it because I was so nervous. So the wind gate,
3: <laughs> the windgate test, KT, is this sprint that you do on the bike. It's one of the two bike tests that guys just dread. I mean, you, you're just the anxiety alone. It, it kills you waiting for this test you know you're gonna puke after you know it's the hardest thing you're gonna do and so you're waiting all day to do this test and and when I got on and this bike is like hooked up to all these computers and stuff and so I got on the bike and I was kind of like midway through the pack and as I started it's just a 30 second sprint so you just go as hard as you can go and and as I started the sprint the leg the little the pedal yes the, i remember that just to the leg so so do you remember this kobe so the yeah. left the leg just breaks off on the bike
1: it didn't have to do it
3: yeah and so <laughs> so the, what happens was then the wheel that was attached to the thing came off its thing and it actually like sliced through the middle of this computer that had all of the data on it oh my god and so then like half the team didn't do, have to do their test thanks yeah. to me i was like <laughs> I was like a legend of training. You were the that's why legend of wants training. Everybody
2: wanted to play camp. with you, Dom. That's why everybody wanted to play with you over the course of their career.
1: <laughs> the only guy that ever broke the bike doing the windgate test. Unbelievable power <laughs> exertion, power output uh, by Dom. And yeah, I do remember that because yeah, I was freaking out about it. I remember when it happened, I was like giddy. I was so giddy that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I was talking to the trainers and stuff and they were like, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to do this. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, literally not even joking. Half the team didn't do it, which is a, like, that, like that never happens. You, now they have like a hundred bikes, you know, yeah, there's, like,
2: there's a, they've, they've got the Dom rule in effect that that'll never happen again. Yeah. Let's get multiple exactly. bikes. It's uh, a good story. Well, guys, we are just out of round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. As we are recording this, actually, it'll be game seven tonight between Montreal and Toronto. So we will not acknowledge that series, although I'm very excited to see what the outcome of that one's going to be. But, that's why I'm all like, dressed
3: up here. Not just yeah, you're all dressed up cup. in the
2: foam booth there and your own little <laughs> voice booth. But, um, but I do want to talk about the playoffs in general, guys. And, you know, let's start with the biggest... Um, the most impressive team that you've seen so far in these Stanley Cup playoffs, who would you say that's been? Colby, why don't you leave it off?
1: Um, well, I'd have to say Colorado. And for many reasons, I don't know, probably, maybe Dom is going to say the same thing. They're a pretty impressive team. Um, you know, top to bottom, depth, speed, uh, uh, dynamic, skill, all through their lineup. And, you know, I think we're getting to see also on top of it is one question mark was their goaltending, and Grubauer's been pretty solid thus far. So, um yeah they, they they've they just been excited and the more fans we see in the games now and everything's getting pumped up and and you know these series are getting more amped up we're starting to see the excitement in Colorado for their team and uh Jared Bednar and, and this group of what they're building towards so yeah they're, they're they're to me just super impressive I think I picked I think I I would I picked at the start um Vegas to win did I say Vegas wrong Vegas <laughs> <laughs>
2: Vegas got-
1: Vegas, Vegas,
2: Vegas,
1: Las Vegas. Yeah, okay. Vegas. Yes, Vegas, to win the Vegas. cup. But now that I've been watching Colorado, I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, what? How do you stop these guys? Yeah, I agree
3: with uh, Colorado's been super impressive. I, I won't belabor that point. Other than to say that Kale McCarr
2: oh. is taking it
3: to a whole new level. This guy is unbelievable. But because Colby mentioned Colorado, I'll mention the Bruins and they were my pick before the playoffs started. um, And they just look really good. I mean, Washington was ahead of them all season long and they just, they just got the job done when they needed to. They've got the depth now contributing. They got the deadline guys contributing. They got a a mentally fresh Tuca Rask. And sometimes after a long layoff, you know, you, you know, you get through your series early, you, you come back and you're a little bit rusty, but they did not look that way and obviously having fans in their building was a huge boost. Yeah. Uh, so man, they've, they've been impressive to me, top to bottom.
2: Yeah. The Bruins certainly look good. They're rolling right now. Pasta with the hat trick in, uh, in game number two, uh, un- un- game one, actually unreal. I'm getting ahead of myself already here in round number two, but all right. So we've talked about impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to get your guys' impressions on the most disappointing team in the <laughs> Stanley cup playoffs. I mean, it's always disappointing when a team gets bounced in the first round but um can you guys pinpoint maybe the biggest disappointment and the team you expect a little bit more from
3: well I, I we can't comment on on one that's uh will have been <laughs> in the rearview mirror um come wednesday cuz so i'm going to go with the edmonton oilers and yeah. you know it's it's a pretty easy pick you know you've got two of the best players on the planet uh, that are basically shut out and It was remarkable effort from Winnipeg. And uh, I don't know what to say other than the fact that you had two players that had played on separate lines throughout the season and dominated. And they got out to a slow start. They put them all in one line. And then after that line, there was just nothing to speak of from Edmonton and Mike Smith was good. It it, it wasn't the goaltending. So boy, a lot of uh, a lot of questions to answer this off season for the Oilers.
1: Yeah. And I, I, you know what I, uh KT I'd have to agree with that I mean I was I was racking my brain thinking of uh, you know what our expectations going in and I think there's just different expectations for Edmonton as well um Orsie. so yeah I, you know two superstar players obviously garner a ton of attention and a t- ton of expectations with the way that McDavid kind of trounced the league down the stretch to on his way passing 100 points this season which I didn't think anyone could do um and Leon Dreisaitl and um Yeah, they just kind of fell flat, obviously. And and Winnipeg had their number in in a lot of different areas. So um, I guess if I could throw one more name in there, it's a team that I cover in in Pittsburgh and live there. And they're kind of a team too that won their division and pushed hard down the stretch and was making all kinds of racket as a contending team. And the addition of Jeff Carter at the trade deadline was looking to be like the most genius trade acquisition uh, of this trade deadline or one of them. And uh, yeah, the uh, inability to get through the Islanders once again, it just, uh, I think is, has left them pretty frustrated and unsure of what happened. But the, once again, it's the expectations, right? The expectations yeah. where you're supposed to get by them.
2: Yeah, and the pressure in Pittsburgh is always high. I mean, this is a team that every single year we're saying, oh, they're going to be a Stanley Cup contender. Is it because of the pedigree, the three Stanley Cups they've won, and the guys that are in that lineup? I mean, I guess so, but at the end of the day, they weren't able to produce past the first round, and that's been kind of a repeat storyline for them in these playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. I'd have to say uh, Pittsburgh as well, but uh, but Edmonton, no question. I mean, two of the biggest superstars in the league, but you can't ha- you can't have a team with just two <laughs> players, as you guys know. No. So um, Let's take a look at the odds powered by points bets sports book and this is an interesting one it's the division of the stanley cup winner so which division is going to produce the stanley cup winner this year and i think it's no surprise because <laughs> you guys have mentioned this team over and over again but the west leads the way uh, at plus 110 so that would be my guess is the colorado avalanche if you're win- reading between the lines here um then the central then the east and then the north so nobody's given the north a shot to win the stanley cup i guess but do you guys agree with these points bet odds
1: I do. I do agree. And, and, you know, watching the North games too, it's just, it's been different just watching it right. As a fan, just, I think, you know, Dom and I have both mentioned the crowds and, and what the fans have been able to do. And yeah, we saw some fans at the Montreal game the other day. And I think, you know, Toronto is going to have some fans for game seven as well, which is not a lot. I think 550 fans are going to get in there, yeah. but first, you know, for,
2: too, which yeah,
1: first for it's awesome. Right. Like uh, who doesn't want to see them at the game? So yeah, yeah this is a, uh, I think it's changes the feel when you're watching though. And in watching all these series, there's no doubt that those other, you know, divisions and those teams there are are superior though, when you watch those games and, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll get into it. Why did they start Leonard? I don't know why they started Leonard, but like, uh, I think that series is still going to shape up to be awesome with Colorado and Vegas. Was it Vegas or what are we saying? Las (laughs) Vegas. What did you say the first time? Vegas?
0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Like like the way he say yeah. say pasta. How do you say pasta? Pasta.
1: Pasta
3: drama.
2: Yeah, it's a drama.
1: Canadian
2: accent. <laughs> it is. is i'll say Vegas.
3: <laughs> oh man, let me just help you out, Army. It's spelled V A Y G U S. That's, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's how you there you go. Yeah, that's good. That's actually really that's
2: good. That's right.
3: Um, yeah. So uh, in terms of the odds, um, I I don't know if I agree with the odds. I, I you know it comes down to basically what teams you think are going to win. I don't you know. Obviously, I think Colorado is a juggernaut, but – and you've got the defending champs. I, I think that that Tampa, Carolina, Ooh. that's a really strong division. Yeah. And I like the Bruins, as I said. So, I think the West, when you look at – a lot of people's ripping on the North this year, but you look at the West, like there were some weak teams in that division. Like the California teams were pretty much, you know – I'd say doormats for a lot of the year LA had a couple of weeks where they were making, making a push, but, and same thing with San Jose, but Vegas cleaned up against those, those three teams. And then they were pretty much 500 against Minnesota and Colorado. So you could say that Vegas might've been a bit overrated in terms of the playoff contention. We'll see how that series plays out, but uh,
1: I wouldn't count any division out, including the North i Let's found talk. it interesting kt that like we haven't even really mentioned tampa and morsey just did briefly i mean yeah. it's crazy they're kind of sneaking under the radar <laughs> yeah. how you doing we got a food delivery here look
3: at oh, this wow, wow. look it. at that
2: this. song gets a hi you want to
1: say hello to the
3: hello to everybody uh, our line there. starts oh,
2: podcast hello to the hi. podcast look hi. at I this guy it.
1: what Oh uh,
2: appreciate. What, what do you got? Can he there?
3: come
1: over here?
2: <laughs> Time out. We got to interrupt the okay. podcast because Dom is getting a food delivery. Okay. <laughs> what a network superstar! I don't even yeah. know anymore. Colby and I are he slumming did. it in our green rooms. He just we don't took get it any. away though. We don't get any away. food. <laughs> he took yeah, it so away. Like he's a... giving it down. He's bringing it down to Colby. That's why, Mister Mister Moore,
1: your your beef Wellington is ready. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I sent the chicken parm down to Colby's room. <laughs>
2: nice. I love it. I am glad though, Don, that you are in, in, a, in a lovelier setting than you have been in the, in the weeks that you've filmed it from your basement with the electrical clock. That's awesome. I appreciate it.
3: Come a long way. Yeah, you have. Yeah. You
2: have. Let's talk about this because uh, we've mentioned a couple of times and Colby, you kind of dangled in it for a minute there, but the, the Vegas Colorado series game one, we see Robin Leonard in net. Pete DeBoer makes the decision to sit Marc-Andre Fleury, who the hot hand he's been riding. Now I understand. Maybe give him a little bit of rest. Maybe that's the argument there. But I mean, w- did you agree with this decision to let Robin Leonard start game one of round two after about a three-week layoff, not having played?
1: Me, You want me to answer this?
2: Yes, please. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know. Uh, I, I was like amazed at it. I was like kind of shaking my head at why they would do this. And you know, as the game ran away, like flurry was not coming in. So it's, it's clear they were like, Hey, Hey, uh, Leonard, you're going to take this one for the team <laughs> kind of thing. Take you know? it on the
2: chin, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh,
1: they just kind of let them sit in there with this color, Colorado team sitting for a bunch of days of rest and waiting for them. And, you know, maybe that was kind of in the back of the team's mind all along, but, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's the playoffs and Leonard's no slouch. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a good goaltender, but it's like, flurry's your guy the team loves this guy the team's playing for this guy he's earned the net uh there had been you know things in the past with these guys and this team and playoff history that has kind of uh you know was was a big deal last year in the bubble so I kind of just felt like you know what go with him if he falters or if the game gets out of hand pull him put Leonard in there he's Mm -hmm. your backup right now put him in there let let him sit out the night until game two after that but I think I don't know. I think that was a mistake off the start. We'll see how they rebound, of course, but I didn't like it. Not much to add. (laughs) 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 I I mean, it was uh,
3: definitely, obviously it's easy for us in hindsight, but I mean, you've got Flurry; He's clearly earned the starting role. I know that they've alternated these guys in the past, and Robin Leonard is in A1, but uh, gosh, I mean, especially the way Colorado moves the puck and they're always yeah. doing these seam passes back and forth. And, and I just felt like you needed the more athletic goaltender in that. And that's Flurry. There was a number of plays in that game where
1: the movement from letter couldn't keep up with the passing from Colorado. Yeah. Great, yeah. Point. great point. Totally great point. Like the backhand short side one, uh, I thought that should be stopped. And then the, the second goal was like across the Royal Road pass that you could get across for. And that's what Dom's talking about, like, crazy circuit Cirque du Soleil flurry coming across and making that save. Like that's what he does. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I'm also concerned for Robin Leonard because you look at him and he gets completely lit up in this game. And, you know, Mm -hmm. some some goals allowed, maybe were a little bit questionable. I mean, the guy hadn't played in three and a half weeks. He is a tremendous goaltender. He's a starting goaltender on probably half the teams in the national hockey league. But now you think about his confidence going into the situation where they are going to need to go to him as a backup, because listen, it's inevitable at some point, if this team makes a run for the cup at some point, he's going to have to come back in. And now what have you done to his, you know, his mindset as a starting goaltender? I know they're trained to come into the situations but that's kind of what i worried about you know you bring yeah, the goalie yeah. to start game one and then you allow him to get shelled and now he's got to go back and sit on the bench it's just not and a good- how about
3: this how about this kt now not only that but now you've also disrupted flurry's rhythm because right. you took him yeah. out for a game so maybe you went from you know having at least one goalie to potentially neither of them at the top of their games that's all speculative but yeah
2: with a high-flying colorado avalanche team good good luck all right let's get to the cold brew check fueled by duncan again you guys two minutes to answer this so we know how the abs dominated the golden knights in game one can vegas make this a series colby started off
1: no of course they can of course they can the one thing that concerns me is the goal scoring because colorado seems to just kind of score whenever they want but uh, of course they can. I think they're deep. They're quick. They're ten- tenacious team. I think it's going to be a physical series. I'm hoping they can rebound after that game one beat down and kind of get through it. Um, I know we're recording this. We'll see what's left to be said with with Ryan Reeves and where he ends up as well. Um, but I think this. I think they can make this a series. I, I truly can in adjusting and how they're going to to play this team. Look, their power play's crazy in Colorado. Um, they're going to have to stay out of the box, but they can, they can make life tough for these guys to battle back into this series and, and, uh, make it something and bring it back to the fortress. It's going to be crazy in the fortress.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. You have about you, Dom.
1: <laughs> I don't think they can. I think this Colorado
3: team, you know, honestly, I thought St. Louis was, was not a doormat. Like they're, they're a seasoned veteran team who plays a physical brand of hockey and, and, the Avs just skated circles around them and mm-hmm. Vegas might be a little bit tired out from that, you know, longer series than they had want, would have liked in, in, in the first round. And I just don't see in terms of the matchup, you know, it, in the playoffs, it's a lot about the matchups. And I, I don't see a ton of areas where I would give Vegas the edge except in goal. And that's, that's to me, if they can get flurry back in there and he can, he can, kind of steal a series that that to me is the only way it gets done
2: yeah that was the cold brew Jack fueled by duncan this season be sure to grab a cold brew for game time because where there's hockey there's duncan all right guys i'm gonna wrap this up by um saying dom kudos to you for being spot on with all of the game winner goals in overtime <laughs> i mean <laughs> money. Oh i hope you went out and bought a lottery ticket or something because you can pick the winning numbers i'm sure too and by the way we all get a cut of it if you do <laughs> But Colby, the guy's on real. He picks the winner every
1: single time. I mean, I saw this montage thing put together on social media. I was like on Twitter and I texted him right when I saw it. I was like, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. And I think I, what's the guy's name? Nostradamus, like that predicted everything. (laughs) And I forget what I texted to him. Like, Nostradamus like Dom
2: <laughs> uh, <Nostradom>, Dominic
1: <laughs> Dominic yeah oh, I did something stupid like that but it was uh yeah it's pretty amazing uh pretty amazing run you've had Dom yeah. congratulations that's I mean I'm just annoyed I- with
2: him that he didn't order us a pizza when we went into <laughs> overtime of the Winnipeg game and it's like two in the morning and you know we're, we're looking for our next meal we hadn't eaten in six hours and Dom couldn't even put out any money for a pizza but anyway
3: Anson was giving me a hard time about talking about pizza on the air during the subway (laughs) intermission report
2: It's the little things, it's what we have to do to get through the playoffs Guys, it's been fun being with you Uh, We'll see you all for another episode next time of Our Line Start, fueled by Duncan